Hey, my friend, it's Julie Clough here, your life and grief coach. Welcome to the Build a Life After Loss podcast. I'm grateful to be here with you today to sit in this space and be. Be with the grief and in the healing, to create space for peace and to share hope for rebuilding your life one small step at a time. Let's get started. Hi, my friends. Welcome to episode 177, Claim Your Progress. A lot of podcasters do seasons, and their seasons might be 10 episodes, it might be 20 episodes. We tend to go with like 50 episodes a season. Um, If you heard my podcast last week, you heard that we're going to be taking a break for the next little while. There are lots and lots of episodes on the podcast. So we will have, when we finish up um, this episode, we'll have episode 178 the following week, and then we'll be on break for a while. So you're going to find 178 episodes to listen to. And even if you've listened to all those episodes before, I know that you can find encouragement by going back and re-listening because it's like, what is this, four years of podcasts. We started in November of 2018. So November 2022 is four years. Crazy. We have a lot of changes coming. So we're we're stepping away from the podcast for a minute and and doing some other projects, which I'm super excited about. So you'll want to make sure that you go to buildalifeafterloss.com, just like the podcast, buildalifeafterloss.com. And make sure you get on our list so that you get the notifications because we have a new course coming out that's going to be super affordable. Like you do not want to miss it. And we have a special offer coming later this week, I believe, where we'll be offering uh, some um, a course related to grief in the holidays. Um, you'll want to go to our Facebook group. We have a private Facebook group. It's called Build a Life After Loss with Julie Clough. It's fairly new and I'm showing up there pretty regularly. So you want to go there. Uh, I come on two or three times a week and do short videos, answer questions. We have some fun activities that we do in there. So come hang out there. It's It's a group so you can post questions or share um, memories or just whatever you want to share there. Come in and join the conversation. Uh, Recently, so that's all the updates. (laughs) That's all the updates I have for you right now. But recently I was doing an interview for another podcast and the host pointed out the way that I made a distinction between loss and grief. And the way that she said it, I had never quite realized that I made that distinction before, or I hadn't really noticed quite the way she observed how I saw these two things as different. And she pointed out that, you know, a lot of times people think of loss and grief as the same thing. And while loss does create feelings of grief, it's not the same thing 
And like I said, I never really thought of it the way that she pointed that out before, but I realized that there is truly a distinction, and I really do make a distinction between those two. Because when we experience loss, it may cause feelings of grief, but even though the loss continues, like the thing that we lost, and even though that brought pain with it, even though the loss may not be restored, it doesn't mean that we can't move through the pain and release the grief over time and with effort, with hope, and with true principles. We can release the grief even though the loss isn't recovered. I'm really clear about making that distinction between grief and love. We have a tendency in our society to connect those two things pretty religiously. <laughs> it's, it's actually um, very detrimental the way that we connect those two things. And love definitely impacts our grief. So the intensity of our love or the intensity of our relationship that we've lost will impact the intensity of our grief, but they're different things. So when we can separate what these different things are, loss, grief, love, when they can exist separately in our mind, when we can separate those idea, it makes it a whole lot easier to heal. Because if we believe that letting go of grief means we're letting go of love, then we're not going to let go of the grief. But those aren't really connected. They're connected in that, like I said, the intensity of the love will impact the intensity of the grief that we feel. But the intensity of the love does not mean we have to hang on to the intensity of the grief. We can hang on to the love and let go of the grief. The impact of the loss may impact how strongly we feel the grief, but the loss can remain and we can still let go of the grief. But today's episode is all about claiming your progress. And as human beings, we are wired for progress. Whether you recognize it or not, you desire and crave progression. In fact, you crave it so much that you sometimes ignore your own progress. You might say to yourself, it's not enough. So even though you're progressing, it's like we have blinders on and you can't even, you can't even recognize the progress because your brain is trying to tell you that the progress isn't enough. But what if it is enough? What if all you need to do is reframe, look at things a little differently, reframe what progress is, reframe how you view progress, even in grief. One of the many challenges of grief is the backward feel of it. As soon as a loss occurs, you immediately feel crushed under the weight of the pain of loss. The change is so big and drastic that you wonder how you can ever escape out from under the burden of it. So then progress seems unlikely and can even seem impossible. 
So how do you balance the need for rest, which is part of healing, the need for healing, the need for activities for healing, with the need for progress? Let's look at a professional athlete. What is their job? Their whole job depends on their physical health and strength. Their whole job. Like without their health and strength, they lose their job as an athlete. So what happens when they are injured? What happens? Now, most professional athletes will, in their life of being an athlete, sustain injuries. And most will sustain injuries that they could heal from and return to whatever their game is, whatever their event is, whatever it is that they do. They can return to that. So when they're injured, their new job becomes healing. That's their new job. Their new job, their their old job may have been being the quarterback on the team or running marathons or ice skating. But when they're injured, their new job is healing. And so they do the things that put them in a position to heal. They rest. They get the advice from professionals that tell them what their body needs to heal. Now, the professional does not heal their body for them. The body heals. But the professional can say, hey, you need a cast, you need a surgery, you need this particular activity, you need this particular, you know, like they'll do ice baths or they'll do, I don't know, massages or whatever they need to promote healing. And that's why you're here. That's why you're here listening to this is because you're like, okay, what are the things that I need to promote healing? As you've heard me say it a million times, healing is in your blueprint. It's part of your DNA. So when a professional athlete injures themselves, they don't beat themselves up and say, I'm going backwards. And yeah, it can be discouraging. Oh, I'm absolutely sure that when somebody is an athlete and they're injured, it's discouraging. They would rather be out there on the field playing or out there on the track running, or out there on the skating rink skating. But their new job becomes healing. And they take advantage of every resource to put themselves in a position of healing. So when you have a loss and you feel the pain of grief, your job when you are grieving is healing. Your job is to learn and understand grief, what's going on, what are your needs, how can you take care of yourself. It's Your job is separating loss and grief, separating grief and love, seeing those things as separate so one doesn't interfere with the other, getting the tools You're here listening because you need tools to heal. 
You need not only time, because time is part of the equation, just like a professional athlete needs time. They can't just go to sleep one night and say, okay, I'm going to put this cast on and tomorrow I'm going to be whole to run the marathon again. That's not the way it works. We know that. So why do we think that emotional injury can be accomplished, you know, that healing of emotional injury can be accomplished with little time? It's going to take time. It's going to take resources and understanding. It's going to take tools and knowing what you need in your environment to promote healing. So when a professional athlete is injured, their progress is different than it was before the injury. They've, they create new measurements of progress as they heal. Their progress as an athlete might have been might have been measured in the how long it takes them to run a mile or how well they, they can skate the routine without mistakes or how well they can perfect that next move in their sport. But when they're injured, they have new measurements. They might be looking at improvements in range of motion. They might be looking at improvements in pain level. They might be looking at improvements that can be seen on a scan or an x-ray. They're looking at very different things. How can you apply that to your experience with grief? When you're grieving, are you allowing yourself to measure yourself with new standards, new measurements as you heal? Are you remembering to, instead of comparing yourself against how you were before the loss, are you looking at what it looks like now and counting everything as progress, being compassionate and generous with yourself? What does it look like to be compassionate and generous? It means that you are looking at your week and saying, this week, I was able to show up at lunch with my friends, and last month, I didn't feel comfortable doing that because I was still too sad. That's progress. This morning, I got up and got dressed and brushed my teeth. That's progress. I don't know if you're anything like me, but when... When my kids died, there wasn't a whole lot of getting up in the morning, showering, brushing my teeth. I just, it, none of that really mattered in the middle of the, the intensity of early grief. So count those things. You can count how many times you didn't show up or you can count how many times you did show up. And it's like giving yourself the credit for the things that you do, being generous with your encouragement to yourself, being generous with your kindness to yourself. 
you can either look at how compassionate you've been with yourself, or you can look at your impatience. What are you focused on? What are you focused on? Are you able to focus on seeing the progress, measuring it differently than you did before the loss, which is super difficult. Like you might, you might still be like, ah, I just, I just want the old me back. But then that creates even more pain because things have changed. So be compassionate, be generous, and really opt into counting everything as progress. Grief is an invitation to learn and grow and to progress to healing. Comparing how you're doing now with how you were doing before your loss isn't helpful or fair. So just like an athlete with an injury can't compare their athletic ability with an injury against their performance without an injury, because that wouldn't be fair, you shouldn't do that either. But also an athlete, except in the most extreme circumstances, doesn't question their recovery. They don't question that they're going to recover from the broken leg, the sprained ankle, the busted thumb. They don't question that. They know that they can recover. You shouldn't question your recovery either. Give yourself grace. Believe in your healing. Do the work of healing. Be patient. Be encouraging and keep moving forward. Marking your progress as you move forward in fair ways. Be fair to yourself. If you find that you're having a hard time being fair with yourself or being encouraging, then take a step back and think about how would you talk to a friend that was going through what you're going through? What would you say to them? Give yourself credit for every win. Count the wins instead of overemphasizing the challenges. Count the wins. Mark your progress and move toward healing. Okay, join us over at buildalifeafterloss.com. Get your three practices guide where we share three ideas for beginning the healing process and moving forward. And also we'll be sending you the information on our grief healing challenge that's going to be coming up December 1st. So go there, join us there. Remember, I love you. I believe in you. Have a great week. Bye.